Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. Da, 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 da. I'm coming to kill you. Oh, wait. That's not. Wait. That's probably. Honey. Yeah. So now I'm out for blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's, honestly, that probably should have been the tagline. It should have been Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Tagline Bitch, better have my honey. <laughs> <laughs> Could have had a Welcome. slow down version of that. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my goodness. Everyone, welcome. Thank you for joining us this week. Uh, <laughs> we we've got some we've got some interesting things to talk about today or today. Um, Patrick, how are you? <laughs> Doing pretty good, man. How are you? Doing well. So I'm looking at as I'm looking at you here on screen. If you lean up just or lean yeah lean up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Or just to, no, no. That's oh. towards. There you go. So up too far, a little bit back, a little bit back. Okay, this is great on an audio medium. So uh, the picture is of that he has behind him is Kang, uh, the Conqueror, holding you know with his hand out with Ant Man and Wasp, and where it sits on Patrick's shoulder whenever he leans just right, it looks like he's got his conscience sitting on his shoulder. (laughs) Very small, meaning it's hardly any influence. Oh, there you go. (laughs) They're small influencers. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Every so often they break through. Uh, now, yeah. oh goodness, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I noticed that and start cracking up. Uh, so what's what's going on, man? Um, not too much. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, really, not much at all. But oh, um, I'm happy last, for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but uh, the last couple of weeks, um, I picked up. You know, I'm, I'm a electronics gadget person mm-hmm. so i purchased a um well it's a phone but i'm using it as a tablet it's called the microsoft surface duo okay and so you know you have some phones that have the one screen that have a solid screen this is like actually two like devices oh you got like the yeah it's like a pocketbook yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> but um caught a good sale so i picked it up and um it's actually a cool device you can actually have two things going on on each screen. So if you're watching a movie and you okay. want to write something about it, you can do that. Some of okay. them will pause if you leave the screen, but others will keep playing. Or if you want to um, YouTube something or somebody messaging mm-hmm. you, you can. Of course, this is a, it's an Android device, even though it's a Windows. It's a Microsoft device, Windows, but it runs Android. So it's... Um, it seems like you're, we're, you're saying the same thing multiple times. Yeah, so it's from Microsoft. But instead of it running Windows OS, like like Windows 10 or something, it's running Android. Okay. Yeah. So you would think if Microsoft okay. received, released something, it would be Windows-based. But it's not. It's, gotcha. it's, it's Android-based from Microsoft instead of like Samsung or LG. Yeah, all that still sounds – as as somebody with that's only known Apple devices yeah. <laughs> since, getting, since smartphones came out <clears throat> or since I've always – had a smartphone if you just told me that like literally i would just assume everything runs off of android if it's not an iphone yeah 
because even like Google Pixel, I would assume still runs off of Android because yeah. I have zero knowledge of that life. Right. Other than like the tablets we have at work that, again, I'm the only one I think that uses. So that is like the bare minimum that I know. So when you tell me that you're surprised that it doesn't run the Windows, instead it runs Android, I'm like, I feel like you're saying the same. You know, it's the uh, the meme from the office. It's the same picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what it reminds me. In my brain, that's all I'm hearing. I'm like, okay. It's so what you're saying is it's running the same thing, which I am quickly understanding it's not the case. They are two separate things, but they're PC based. It's basically PC based and not Mac based, more or less. Yeah, we'll go with that. Sure, sure. <laughs> sure. Sure, Jeff. If that's how it works in your brain, then we'll go with that. So basically yeah. it's running software that's more akin to a Google Pixel phone, like okay. instead oh, okay. of a instead of what you find on a laptop for gotcha. Windows laptops. Okay. Yeah. But it lets you multitask. And um I like that. I do love the multitask. Yeah. yeah. So it's um there's supposed to be there was going to be releasing a third one but i don't think okay. microsoft has the confidence in it but i wish they mm. would because it's different because it's actually two separate devices it's not like you keep folding it you're going to mess the screen up doing that mm-hmm. no just don't drop it because it's glass gotcha <laughs> yeah but uh it's been a cool device i've had it for i think three weeks now okay it's not great with battery but if you're just going to leave it plugged in and use it you can right. use it to Read Kindle, read books from it. If you okay. want to do that, yeah, it's pretty handy. There you go, little plug. <laughs> yep, not paid, not a paid see. plug. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Like, hey, look, I got something we'll in the mail. Hey, how about that? <laughs> oh, look, they did make it three. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Microsoft. Oh, yeah, <sighs> yeah. But uh, as far as this week, not much. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, have nothing to share. Okay. Um, trying to think. York and I worked on. We went back finally and uh, worked on bag five of seven mm-hmm. of the Batmobile, the Technics uh, Batmobile. Mm-hmm. So we're getting there. I just uh, with tomorrow with uh, President's Day being a holiday, I'm hoping we can either get the next one done or just finish it, which would be great because we would really have all day to do it. So. Right. I might. I might be like, hey, we need to get this done. <laughs> hey, I would like for us to get this done so we can move on. But because uh, we're so close, we are so close. And it it's looking amazing. It is flat out amazing. It's definitely been worth the money because just the the uh, bonding time alone has, you know, it's definitely been worth the money. Plus, it's looking amazing. So. Cool. And then it'll go on a shelf and no one will ever touch it again. <laughs> Because I'm afraid something might fall off. Um, so Grayson uh, had gymnastics and she had a back handspring clinic yesterday on Saturday. And and we kind of had an idea Thursday that they might be. Uh, so she's on the rec team for gymnastics, which basically is they they do competitions, they compete, but literally everybody gets a trophy, you know, gets a medal. Okay. Like not just like first three or four, like like her last competition. Coming in fteenth place is blah 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 blah. Coming in sixteenth place, blah 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 blah. Because there's there was twenty one pretty much there was twenty one kids in this one in this one age group. Wow. 
Wow. Can you imagine getting a medal being 20th? <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not going out there. Like, no, nah, man, I'm good. I'd be Just... telling my parents, I'd be like, no, I'm not doing this. I'll pick it up at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just put it all in the bag. I'll get it on the way out. Yeah. Um. Anyways, she's been in the uh, – her gymnastics team has basically invited her to be on the competition team, which is – Going from two days a week to three days a week and mm-hmm. for a little bit in a lot, I think a little bit longer or a lot longer uh, classes. So it's more intense. This is like Olympic style training. So, you know, straight on competitions, you're, you know, not everybody's going to get a medal or a trophy. So basically, but you'll still be put with your skill level and your age group. So, right. and they said that they actually bumped her up there. She's going to end up skipping a level because of where she's actually at. So yeah, she's moved up one or two already. So, but that won't start till like April or May. So we got a little bit of time, but, um, she, she was real apprehensive at first, but after the clinic was over and she found out who her coach would be, she was very, mm-hmm. very excited. So that's good. Congrats to her. So congrats. they, uh, they, and what they, the best part about it is that they, the entire time that they were tech, talking about why they wanted her, it wasn't about her skill. It was about how much she takes it seriously. I mean, yes, how good she is, but how much she takes it seriously, how determined she is when she practices, how focused she stays. And like they could see that she is doing like she's not just practicing this there. Like right. she's take, she's doing extra time, which is what they're wanting. And so it's all about how hard she works and like all these other characteristics, not just her talent. Right. And so, you know, it's kind of a bigger kudos, but a strong work ethic, you know, you're welcome, Grayson genetics. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chip off the old block straight from my great grandfather. (laughs) Well, her great grandfather, my grandfather and worked its way on down. Yeah. Um, Speaking of my grandfather real quick, a couple of things. So uh, this morning, trying you know, Sunday morning, trying to watch something. Grayson was already, already awake. York was all the way, already awake. I'm like, y'all are up at the ass crack of dawn on a Saturday, but I can't, but I, I can't wake you up three different times. I can't, I go in to try and wake you all up to get you up during the week and can't, and it won't budge. That's, right. some, that's some BS right here. <laughs> so anyways. They had uh, Evan Costello meet Captain Kidd on on uh, I guess T- Turner Classic, and so I hadn't watched that in thirty plus years. It's one of their it's one of their later movies, so it's like one of the last ones they made. And I didn't mm-hmm. notice until today Warner Brothers produced it, and pretty much Universal Studios has produced the majority, if not almost all, of their films. So that also explains why I can't find it with, with you know, associated with any like collection or box set is because they're all universal ones that are put together. This one is Warner Brothers. Now, it's also not a great movie. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit it. It's got its charms. Not uh, for sure. Charles Lawton really hams it up as Captain Kidd. And I think Grayson kind of liked it while she was kind of off and on paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um but it it's it's okay. But it's it's good to watch every thirty years. <laughs> but it's it was just great to kind of find it, kind of out in the wild. 
because when I was younger, I could only find it at one video store out of like the dozens we had in town. And so I always thought that was kind of cool that I knew I could go to this one place to find this kind of diamond in the rough, which more of a dirty, dirty diamond. But um, (laughs) but it was just great that I was able I knew where that was. And then I could never find it to buy rent or, you know, for any other kind of format after VHS. Right. And but yeah, and it's but it's still fun to watch. And so it kind of reminded me of him. And then later tonight, uh, Beth took York to women's soccer that they had at at uh, the stadium. And she got to they got to watch the U.S. women's soccer team play and everything. They got she went to drop York off later this evening and she had a headlight out. And I didn't even notice it. I'm like, get it. She goes, yeah, yeah, no, I need to get it fixed. So I went up and went, thump, and popped her headlight and it came back and popped back on. She goes, Dang. are you serious? I go, that's a, that's a, that's an old John Holst trick right there. Yeah. Because my grandfather used to do that with my mom's uh, mer- mercury topaz that she had. The light would go out, it would come up, boom, pop it, and come back on. Good to go. Yep. I said, you're still going to want to get that fixed, but. There you go. Yeah, I said, but you know, I got the biggest grin on my face when she's like, "Are you serious?" Because you know that's what my grandfather would have done. Back me up. Um, think that is it right now. Um, yep, maybe something coming down the pipeline work-wise for me, but we'll see. Just uh, playing that one by ear, and then uh, yeah, try not to jinx anything. Right. And then, uh, yeah, we're just moving along. Um, that's about it. Yeah, I wish I could say more. Got some decent movies to talk about, so I guess we had to get into it with our trailers. Yep. Uh, we've got Tetris coming out. You posted this trailer on our site and also sent it to me, and it looks great. Uh, Aaron Edgerton, this is about the making of or basically I, sh- I, I should say the origin story of the video very popular video game tetris looks like it's coming to apple tv plus at the end of march it's like march 31st rated r two hours long an american and russian computer geek from an unlikely friendship or excuse me form an unlikely friendship as they try to evade the kgb and smuggle the world's most famous video game out of the Soviet Union. So, all right, looks good. I'm I'm on board. Um, yeah, Taryn Edgerton, Toby Jones. Uh, looks like Sofia Labedeva and Ben Miles. So, I'm uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. March 31st on Apple TV Plus, and then we the only other one I know of is John Wick Chapter Four Final Trailer has dropped. So if you want to see too much about the latest John Wick movie, the trailer is out. Uh, again, that movie is coming out also in March on uh, March 24th. So the right the week before Tetris drops, you can see how many people John Wick drops. <laughs> right. <laughs> And that's what we call a segue. Yeah. Or clever use of the words. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that's all we got there. As far as trailers, not too much came out, which is again just fine. 
Oh, real quick uh, before we even get into our feature. So two things have occurred. We have uh, awards-wise, I guess I should say. We had the BAFTA Awards that came out. And it looks like All Quiet on the Western Front won seven of their four. They won half of their of what they were nominated for. Okay. Yeah, they uh, they won Best Film. And then uh, Outstanding British Film went to The Banshees of Inisherin. Lead Actress went to Kate Blanchett for Tar. Leading Actor went to Austin Butler for Elvis. Supporting Actress went to Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin. Supporting actor went to Barry Kagan of the Banshees of Inisherin. Say trend. They're all either Irish or they're Europe based. Right. Uh, director went to All Quiet on the Western Front. That's German, but whatever. Um, Rising Star Award Award went to Emma McKay. Outstanding debut by a British writer, director, or producer went to the movie After Sun, which I ended up I finally watched in really enjoyed i should have been talking about that tonight that was a good movie i got to watch it too sad yeah, yeah it is oh it's definitely that but it was very well done yeah. um film not in in the english language okay <laughs> all right foreign all right yep i guess international whichever but then again i guess technically for us the baptist would be international <laughs> anyways uh, all Quiet on, on the Western Front, one for that. Which sucks because my favorite, one of my favorite movies, Decision to Leave, was actually nominated. So, oh well. Uh, then Best Documentary went to Navalny. Animated Feature went to Guillermo's Pinocchio, that terrifying movie. Um, original Screenplay went to The Banshees of Inisherin. Adaptive Screenplay went to All Quiet on the Western Front. Original score went to All Quiet on the Western Front. Casting went to Elvis. Cinematography went to All Quiet on the Western Front. Costume design went to Elvis. Editing went to Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Production design went to Babylon. Makeup and hair went to Elvis. Sound went to All Quiet on the Western Front. Visual effects went to Avatar, The Way of Water. British short film, An Irish Goodbye. British short animation, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. And that is it for the BAFTAs. A lot of uh, wins for Alkaline on the Western Front. So, which, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, So, for the, so the DGAs were also, the Directors Guild Awards, were also held. And... Uh, for theatrical feature film, the Daniels one for everything, everywhere, all at once. So, um, first time feature film, Charlotte Wells one for After Sun, which okay. cool. Outstanding directorial achievement in documentary went to Sarah Dosa for Fire and Love, which I really enjoyed on Disney Plus. Outstanding directorial achievement in dramatic series because TV. Uh, went to Euphoria, a specific episode of that. And comedy series went to Barry. Um, and then limited series went to Station Eleven. Interesting. That's on, uh, I think, Apple TV Plus or HBO. 
one of the two. I don't know. There was a while I was watching stuff on both. I think it's on HBO. Um, but yeah, um, pretty cool. So congrats to the Daniels. Yeah. May have a chance after all. And yeah, those are our awards shows. I believe the SAG Awards are next weekend. Memories are or Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. So coming up. And then after that, it's the Academy Awards in March. So we'll be yeah. all awards out for this year. I think I've got 10 movies left to try to watch. Uh, to find and watch. Yeah. <clears throat> Women Talking is the only best picture one I haven't seen now. Now that I finally watched The Fablemans, that knocked out a lot yeah. of categories as far as like completing them. But yeah. Cool. And then foreign language films for some reason and documentary features. Uh, those have been the two that have kind of been harder to find for a change. Usually I can find them somewhere. and Yeah. Even to rent, but that's they're making it tough this year. Whichever. <sighs> All right. Let's get into our feature presentation. <clears throat> this week we went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, which to me still sounds like a wrestling event. Yeah. It's like right after right after SummerSlam. Quantum Mania. Four yeah. rings. <laughs> Four ring Royal Rumble. But then it would just be Royal Rumble. But yeah. But it would have four rings. <laughs> it would have four rings, and then it would be... But it would just be all small wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> just little people. Which is fine. Uh, yes, PG-13, two hours, five minutes. Scott Wing and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym, Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm, where all they... Uh, excuse me where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. So basically, uh, you know, Scott Lang's living the good life right now because he's written a book. Everybody mm-hmm. knows who he is, you know, and everything's just kind of fall has fallen into place. Him and Hope got married and, you know, she's leading the world, basically using the pin particle for good with uh, housing and trying to help restore thing, you know, restore the environment, things of that nature. And uh, Catherine Newton's playing Cassie Lang in this movie, and she uh, she's basically unveils this essentially like this tracking device for the mm-hmm. quantum realm because she had a lot of time on her hands when she was by herself. Yeah, she laid in on that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy, did she lean back on like laid into it like hard. Just yeah, and um, had all that free time to tinker and learn how to use, you know, how to build things. Read her read uh, Hank Pym's uh, journals and papers and stuff, and learned you know learned quite a bit. And so, basically, she created a device where she can track. track anybody in the quantum realm basically it sends a signal down and then it's signal back up to let you know where the person you know where it is yeah well as like it's shows in the trailer basically they try and <laughs> shut it down and 
just for the signal to come back up and they all get sucked down. Basically, they, honey, I shrunk the kids themselves. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but instead of just being stuck in the basement of, of their house, they get sucked into the quantum realm and they get separated. So, and then in doing so, they meet some very interesting uh, characters. Yeah. Creatures and whatnots. To say the least. Yeah, Yeah. to say the least. And then um, Janet gets reunited with some people that she knew from her time when she was down there for 30 years, including, uh, you could say, an ex-boyfriend, I guess is a way to put it. Or at least they they were close. 30 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got needs. (laughs) Yeah, they they got needs. Even Hank Hank had dinner with somebody. We had a lovely time. Her name was Linda. Yeah. <laughs> um, to which I'm like, what was the character? And so when he was talking about that part, I'm like, it didn't go over well or something like it didn't end well. I'm like, is that Glenn Close's character's name from Fatal Attraction? I hmm. said, because that would be the best Fatal Attraction or Basic Instinct reference ever. He did. Michael Douglas had bad luck in the 90s. He did. <laughs> It surely did. Shoot. Well, that was not, Fatal Attraction was 1987, but still. And nope, her uh, Glenn Close's character's name was Alex Forrest. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, golly, because yeah, because uh, 92 was Basic Instinct, and I think Disclosure was like 93, 94. Yeah, he just had a rough time. He had a rough spill there for a minute. He did. He really did. <laughs> Good God. Talk about getting typecast. Jeez, man. Catherine Trammell was basic instinct. I'm just curious now because I just, <laughs> I would just love for there to be some sort of like Easter egg about it. Yeah. Nope. Meredith Johnson for, for disclosure. None of those three films at least. And we know it's not for Romance in the Stone because that's Joan Wilder. <laughs> so, uh, oh, well, that's fine. I was like, oh, that's got to be a re- I'm hoping that's a reference to something. Nope. It might be. Just haven't found it. Just, that's that's what you called. Yeah, probably. It's definitely a moose opportunity if it's not. I'll tell yeah. you. Um, but yeah, so they learned of King, the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors. And they, and how evil he is and why he needs to get He's because he's trapped in the quantum realm. Crashed, he's trapped, and he's trying to get back. Yeah. And Janet crushed his dreams. So, more or less. Yeah. And so that's why he's out to get all of them. And nobody listens to Kang. Nope. Nobody listens that's to it. He Who Remains. Like, yep. if, if, if I don't do this, this is going to happen. Eh. We're not going to listen. Well, maybe don't be an asshole. Yeah. If you want True. people to listen, maybe just don't be an asshole, and then maybe people like. <laughs> well, I'm just, I just like. Uh, that's kind of the whole t- thing. I'm like, well, I've known, like, I know when, like, if I want my kids to listen to do something, I'm like, not going to be like foreboding like that, and just, I'm like, no, here, let me show the benefits of listening to what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I can kind of understand King because there's been a few times that I'm like, hmm, this seems like this would have would have 
gone over a lot better if this would have been def- differently. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, alas, no. But yeah, it uh, it was done, but it was done well. I love the visual effects in it. I enjoyed this movie more than I. I mean, I knew I was going to like it, but I don't think that the Rotten Tomato score that has been given both audience and critics is justifiable, if that makes sense. Right. It's like 52% of Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm like, whew. Because it, it went down from when you first sent me the message yeah. about it. Like, it went down. Like, what would they expect? I mean, it's, it's an Ant-Man movie. Like, yeah. I even went back and watched yeah. the first two which I just finished yeah. Ant-Man and the Lost before we started. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's pretty consistent with those two. It's just yeah. Scott Lang find himself in situations that just happen. He doesn't go looking for it. it just He's there, and he's got to find a way out yeah. of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, and the thing is... No, go ahead. I was just going to say, then with the Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, they rescue Janet from the quantum realm, and they didn't really talk about that much so here we get to learn more about it we get to see kind of a little bit of her backstory where she was there because she didn't tell them everything that happened you know she, she had secrets she didn't tell them anything so yeah nothing. she didn't tell me anything whereas because you know going back to cassie wanting to learn about the quantum realm hank and hope help her with it um mm-hmm. janet didn't want to talk about it whereas if she if they had talked to her about it she would have said hey yeah we shouldn't do that <laughs> but because yeah. she didn't just you know, wasn't forthcoming with information from the beginning, you know, they just left it open for this to happen. So, so at least, at least we know with Scott, he's literally an open book. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those that have seen it, we'll get that reference. Actually, if you've seen the trailer, you'll get it. So. Cause Scott wrote a book. So he's <laughs> yeah. literally an open book. But, um, yeah, the, as far as the scores, I mean, the only score is decent. You know, so at least, it's high, yeah. but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe the critics they're probably they're, maybe they have their own fatigue with comic book movies and they're just that could be. I mean, that could be just for them, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I had to go back and watch the first two because I was like, are they doing anything different? I'm like, not really. Right. I mean, you know, Scott's living on top of the world. Basically, he saved the world, yeah. brought people back. They got snapped. He's feeling good about that. He was able to write a book about it trying to be there for his daughter because he lost a lot of time but then mm-hmm. she's kind of going down the trail that he's going went yeah you know he's finding out that oh she got in trouble but she did mention in when she was younger like she wanted to help people mm-hmm. you know she wanted to be his partner but he chose um hope so like but i want to help right. people so she's kind of staying true to her character there where she because yeah. you know, he got in trouble because she was helping protesters shrunk yep. a police car <laughs> You know, <laughs> revealing that she's got some gadgets that, you know, Scott doesn't know about. But, um, you know, she's trying to do good. She's trying to do things in her own way to be helpful. Right. And it just finds her in a lot of trouble. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it's. So and for me, like, I, I still like the first Ant-Man. I still find it yeah. fun. Like the first one's just fun. It's great kids, you know, great family movie. Mm-hmm. The second one, I lost some of that, I think. And I don't know. It just seemed off. It had a lot going on. It, it had a lot, but nothing at the same time. You had two, I guess, essentially two villains or maybe three. Ghost is kind of <clears throat> just kind of anti. Yeah. Or, but 
like she's not really a villain. She's just right trying to get herself together because she keeps phasing Literally. out, and if, she, and if she doesn't figure it out, yeah. she's gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and um, so she has a purpose. She's not just bad for no reason. Like I'm trying to yeah. fix myself because yes. Hank's tech caused this. <laughs> right, and I'm just I just whatever I got to do to fix myself is what I want to do. Yeah, and but I, yeah. And then Walton Goggins' character as the villains, just the main yeah. bad guys, just didn't. I think was um it didn't fit it didn't fit this you know yeah. what I mean yeah, if it would that. fit like any other movie but for this movie it just seemed kind of or for this for the MCU it seemed a little out of place his character did and so I yeah. think that that was kind of a missed opportunity there yeah um so I think that's why I didn't care for it like I I've just kind of thought about it like most of the sequels in the mcu most of the second like the follow-up mm-hmm. are usually the worst except for captain america winter soldier still of course in my opinion the best sequel or at least the best second movie in a trilogy um because iron man 2 is okay yeah i mean you get your introduction to black widow but i mean it's okay yeah um <clears throat> thor 2 yeah not yeah has has a lot of issues, although we get the ether out of that. Um, yeah, you gotta pick some things out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like Ant Man two's not, you know, the best. So you. That's a little kinda, more consistent. Yeah. Than, yeah. Some of the others, but it's yeah. yeah the, our 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 <clears throat> seconds our seconds in the franchises are not their strongest. Yeah. Aside from Captain America. Um, but yeah, uh, I, but I still found this one enjoyable. Like I, I thought there was in you know, the, it, it, you got to get introduced into a world into which we have yet to see. Mm-hmm. A closest thing would be the first guardians maybe. But other than that, we haven't seen anything like this from a Marvel movie, which yeah. I, I loved. Um, and just kind of having that thought, I meant to send you this picture because they had a character in there that it's like, wow, that guy looks like he's, bro-, you know, looks like broccoli. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, literally, yeah. And of course, I come home was Ruth cooking broccoli. I'm like, I don't know if I feel right about eating this. <laughs> I've seen one that's sentient. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 I'm like, if I were to shrink down, would this have eyes on it? And we'll be walking. <laughs> Or would it be like, oh my god, my hair's on fire? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it it no, it, it was enjoyable. We believe this is in the second trailer, so I think it's okay to talk about. Um, we got introduced to Modok. Yeah, that's he showed up in the second trailer. Um, yeah. we got introduced to Modok. We found out Modok's origin story, which that was nice. I really enjoyed that. Which makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went. I, and that's exactly what I, said. I go. You know what? That's the perfect trajectory for that, for that yep. story. Yep. That's the best way to kind of bring that back. I I was a fan, so. Um, and I really enjoyed that character, the way they did that character as well. Now I've actually, have you watched the Hulu series? Uh, uh I watched the first couple episodes of it. I haven't yeah. finished it. But I've, I've watched yeah. it. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I love Patton. It's it's not bad. It's. And it's definitely not for everybody, it, nope. but it's, it's, it's kind of funny I, I, for what it is. I enjoyed it. So, yeah, but 
yeah, and that's obviously those modocs are completely different. But um but yeah, I think overall it was a fun movie. I I and I was watching it going to, kind of towards the end going, I probably would like this in 4DX. So I may go back or if York wants to go see it, I may take him to go and we'll go see it in 4DX. Yeah, because I, I think I think that would be fun. <clears throat> yeah, I watched it in um went to 100 Oaks and watched it RPX mm-hmm. 3D. Did that like I so I might I wasn't sure as far as the 4DX, but I know I want to see it in 3D or with some good good sound. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I I, did, I enjoyed it. Um, we did get introduced to Kang the variant, which was preluded, I guess, kind of. Um, if we watch Loki, you know. Yeah. You'll know he's just, the... Yeah. Yeah. He's a variant of that character, and um. Get a little bit of his backstory. He's basically exiled there. And he even mentions mm-hmm. that other versions of him exiled him. Yes. <laughs> and so he's trying to get out so he can, rec- you know, kind of make things right. Um, But he has very, I guess, he's real, he's real dark. <laughs> yeah. He, his he, deadly methods of, yes. Deadlier yes. methods to try and <laughs> seek his revenge. Yeah, but I mean, he does. He may, he may, he does give a good story. Like, hey, I, if you do mm-hmm. this for me, I promise that we'll do this. But you got to make sure that I get what I want, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. And um, you know, we get a little bit of a heist situation there. Yeah, a little bit, a little callback. Um, but I'm just curious what what where this character goes next. Where we're going? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because you know, mid- I was gonna say mid credit and end credit scenes. Uh, yes, for this movie. Two. So, yep, don't leave. Um, but yeah, it definitely doesn't deserve a lot of the negative mm-hmm. that it's getting. Um, I kind of think maybe it's just a thing now that people want to do just because it's Marvel and they're not happy with the CGI. But I'm like, when you have Avatar, <laughs> Way of the Water coming out, I figured yeah. most of their most of their focus was that because they knew that was yeah. gonna be the money maker and everything else is just gonna have to make do. I thought that's, the CGI was fine it, in this one. It just felt, it felt like an '80s movie, like sci-fi. I mean, it felt like a little bit Star Wars ish, a little bit, yeah, which is not bad. because no. you got a lot of different creatures and um, similar, I guess, motivations here. Yeah, but um, but I mean, I liked it. I mean, it's just, you're, it's the characters you've been introduced to. You get introduced to a new character, and you know, it's a it's a it's an adventure. You know. Yeah. You kind of know how it's going to how it's going to end. Um, I don't feel like they did any of the characters wrong. Like it's your characters that mm-hmm. you had. Like they didn't yeah. change anybody. Everybody's there. You get more information about Janet's situation in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. So people had questions about that. You get that. The only thing that I was like, they didn't really go over the power. You know, like how she did with Ghost in the second one. Right. How she was able yeah. to fix. They didn't really go into that because I was curious if they would show how she was able to do that, but right, they didn't. So maybe we'll learn that later. <clears throat> maybe. Or if that was just for the for that movie only. Right. Could be. They're like, yeah, they're not gonna remember this. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, we pushed on. We we've moved on from that. I'm waiting for the pitch meeting for this. I feel like they'll bring it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh but no, I think Kang will Kang is gonna be a very strong villain. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious how they're gonna do or like you, I'm curious what they're gonna do with uh with you know, because there's this variant, you know, how many more are there, and 
how are they going to handle those variants and yeah right like how many are there right. you, have, you have limitless multiverses and all that and so because this is something that's going to be taking place during the loki series right. is that where where we're going next with that with season two um and then what we got i'm trying I, oh guardians is our next yep. marvel movie so and then after that it'll be the marvels yep in november We'll get four DC movies between those two. Right. I think I'm I'm actually not. I thought I was joking, but I think I'm actually being serious. We'll actually between those. We'll get th- between three and four DC movies. So. But yeah, um, definitely go check it out. Take take your family. It's not not really scary. It's just an adventure movie. So if you, yeah, seeing all the other ones, this one's not gonna be much worse. So. It's uh and Jonathan Majors is playing an excellent villain. Yes. So, yeah, he's not as kooky as He Who Remains. He's a little more yes, more grounded, serious. It's, he's it's, about what he wants, and yep, you know, he'll give you a few opportunities, but he's not gonna give you much. No, he sure isn't. And uh, here in let's see, a couple of weeks we'll get we'll get his other variant that gets to fight against uh, Apollo Creed. Or sorry, Adonis Creed. So oh, we get all, we get other we get plenty of variants. We get the Valkyrie, <laughs> get that and kill. Oh, some that's true. Yeah, yeah. Full yep. of variants here. Yep, that's true. Yeah. Multiverse is a strange thing. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, my friend, why don't you tell us about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? All right. So first, this is a Fathom event. So therefore, regular ticket price like sixteen bucks. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. So I was a little hesitant just off of that, but I want to see it because, you know, Winnie the Pooh property went public domain, so got these folks wanting to make a horror movie out of it. As you do. <laughs> yeah. With a children's classic. Yeah. So Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey <clears throat> was released February fifteenth. And it has a runtime of an hour and 24 minutes. Like, super sweet spot time. Indeed. Um, I'm probably going to mess up the director's name. That's all right. But, um, directed by either Rias or Rias Freik Waterfield. <clears throat> and it stars Nikolai Leon as Christopher Robin, Maria Taylor as Maria, uh, Craig David Dowsett as Winnie the Pooh. Chris Cordell as Piglet, uh, Natasha Rose Mills as Jess, Amber Doic, Doic Thorne as Alice, and Danielle Ronald as Zoe. So, <clears throat> after Christopher Robin abandons them for college, Pooh and Piglet embark on a bloody rampage as they search for a new source of food. So, it starts off with a bit of a flashback where it's kind of it's a little bit it's animated, a little kind of like okay, I guess um, kind of a sandy color to uh-huh. it, animated drawings. Right. So Christopher Robin meets Rabbit, Owl, Pooh, Piglet, and Eeyore. You know they become friends, have their adventures and everything. But then Christopher Robin gets too old. It's like I gotta go to college. I gotta leave. So while they were hanging out, Christopher was responsible for feeding them. So with him gone. They couldn't. They, they had no way of eating, 
So they did some. They did the next best thing. They um, turned on Eeyore and ate him. <laughs> Dang. But they felt so bad about doing it that they swore to go against humanity and just go back to their natural, you know, their natural animalistic behavior. Mm-hmm. And they really had a hatred towards Christopher Robin. <laughs> and that's where <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that leads off. And it fast forwards five years later when Christopher and his fiance, Mary, um, he's going to take her to Hundred Acre Wood to introduce them because she's told her about them. But he doesn't feel like she believes her because nobody else has believed him. They think he's crazy. So they do find out, find their old hangout spot, but it's different. It's real dirty and not well put together. And Mary's like, you know, we need to leave. This is just not, it doesn't feel right. But um, Pooh and Pig that show up, apparently there are only two left. And they end up killing Mary and taking Christopher Robin hostage. <laughs> so... After this, we're introduced to Maria, who's in therapy because she had a home invasion with some guy that was taking pictures of her and just standing over, just breaking into her house. And so she's got PTSD from that, of course. And the therapist suggests she goes off to, a, you know, just get away, just get your mind off of it, get some friends together and have fun. So her and about four or five friends go to this cabin and happens to be near Hundred Acre Woods, of course. And... Basically, it's just Piglet and Pooh terrorizing them. <laughs> that's 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 basically it. Like, there's not there's not a lot of meat to the story. It's just you take them to this house and they encounter Pooh and Piglet and they're just battling for their life. <laughs> that's basically it. And, and Pooh doesn't care. He, he's like he's pretty much on site. <laughs> you know, he's gonna take you out. Piglet, even though he's the smaller one, he's more the muscle. He does a lot of the heavy work. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen, it, it, I put it like it's it's almost it's almost so bad it's good. I don't know if it's quite on that level. Gotcha. But um, I'll say that like as far as the death scenes, they're pretty good. Uh, acting, you know, it's just you know it's your normal horror, uh, horror movie acting. Um, characters making dumb decisions and you know needing to leave a situation quicker than they do. They're always having that extra t- time to talk to each other when they need to be actively trying to get away. Right. Um, uh, for the most part, they do stick together. Um, there's no, not too many, too much separation, you know, like, Hey, we need to split up and figure this out. No, they, they, they stay together more, mostly for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's, it's, I feel like it might be something you're, if you watch, you might forget about it <laughs> a gotcha. few days later, but, um, it was, it's interesting. I'll just say that. <laughs> Okay. To say the least. Do they um, actually talk? Do Pooh and Piglet talk? So one talks toward the end. Okay. Like th- this is kind of one that I would just love to just talk everything about, just tell you everything. Right. But yeah. but I'm not. But there is okay. a po- moment where one of them does speak, and it's the only thing they say. Uh, but for the most part, they're just action. They don't talk gotcha. at all. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it's kind of like that. Okay. So I kind of want to see if they do a Toy Story. Like Andy gave, gave away his toy, so what's yeah. what's the consequence of that? How twisted will they get? Type deal. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're your friends with, you know, Christopher Robin abandoned his friends. That's how they took it. They yeah. didn't like him for it, so it turned him dark. <laughs> you know, you know, he goes to college thinking he's doing well, tries to come back, but you know, they're not trying, they're not having it. <laughs> I mean, there, there's even a moment where 
you know, Christopher Robin's locked up and they're torturing him. And Pooh has a moment where he's kind of like, this isn't right. You know, he has his little reflective yeah. moment where he's starting to break yeah. things. He has his color in um, temper tantrum. <laughs> scene. Yeah. But, um, I mean, oh, some brother. Things <laughs> and that's another thing. They had an opportunity where they could have done some of those things. Yeah. Like, even if he didn't yeah. speak, he could have crossed the yeah. arm and did the did that, you know, think, little think, things. Think, yeah. Think, think, think. Um, but, um, this is more of a get a group of friends together. Yeah. Party type thing, put it on, and y'all just have fun just talking about what you watch on the screen. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully that'll be soon. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, it, you kind of have to have fun with it because <laughs> it's. Oh, yeah. 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 But the people that was watching it kind of made it made it it made it more enjoyable. If I'd been there by myself, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. For me, I'm kind of double dip. Not double. I'm going to talk about two movies together because they both are about the cinema. Um, I'm going to talk about Empire of Light as well as The Fablements. So The Fablements is more of an autobiographical movie about Steven Spielberg and basically growing up and hit basically getting his love for film and then how he proceeds to follow that journey. But also while doing so discovering like a family secret, I guess you could say that then kind of puts the strain on the relationship between him and one of his parents. So, and then whereas uh, empire light rated R one hour, 55 minutes long is currently on HBO Max, uh, directed by Sam Mendes, uh, cinematography by my boy Deacons, um, who is also nominated for Best Cinematography in the Academy Awards. Uh, it's a drama about the power of human connection during the turbulent times set in the English coastal town in the early 1980s. Uh, starring Olivia Coleman as Hillary, who I thought was phenomenal in this movie. I thought she was just amazing. Uh, Michael Ward as Stephen, Colin Firth as Donald Ellis, Toby Jones as Norman. Um, great supporting cast. This was written and directed by Sam Mendes. I think this is the first feature film that he's written solely by himself without a co-writer, I guess you could say. Um, this movie basically is just about the history of this theater and the employees that work in it. And you've learned more about Hillary, who is our uh, main character out of all the people in the theater that you're, that's who's alive you're following. And then the new employee, Steven, who is, uh, who's a African-American male, and the only person of any sort of color that's working in this theater and um, just their love for movies and trying to work for this theater. Meanwhile, Colin Firth is kind of like the owner of the theater who is also kind of having an affair with Hillary, but uh, he just kind of uses her for sex and that's, and that's about it. Right. Um, 
but she obviously wants more of a connection. You find out more of her past through this, that she's got a lot of um, trauma from, you know, past trauma that she's not fully dealt with. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Stephen, she, when she meets Stephen, they get to talking and she forms this friendship with them and they just have this bond and it's a beautiful story to watch just between those two characters. But it also kind of shows you as the theater, as a character and all these different characters that work in the theater, their love for a film and especially uh, Toby Josen's character, Norman, who runs the projection and teaching Steven how, you know, basically how a projector works and showing him how the different things to kind of train him to do it. Right. And it's very, it's shot beautifully. It's done really well, directed well, acted. Yeah. Amazing. Um, definitely recommend it. I enjoyed this one and this story more than I did the Fablemans. Fablemans, you know, direct, directed by Steven Spielberg. He's nominated for it. It's got, I think, seven or eight Academy Award nominations, I believe. It is great to see Paul Dano play a normal person. Right. <laughs> like his character is fairly down to earth, just overworked dad that uh, is very smart. Uh, gets They live in Phoenix. They He gets a job for IBM, so they have to move to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And he's got... Uh, Sammy Fableman is basically supposed to be young Spielberg. The, and the kid that plays him, uh, Gabriel LaBelle, looks just like like a young Spielberg. That's like, it was just crazy. Like the entire time, I'm like, this is what Spielberg would have looked like without his beard and glasses at a right. young age. I mean, it looks, it's crazy. Beautiful. I mean, perfect casting. Uh, Michelle Williams plays the mother, Mitzi, and she's just kind of a kook. I mean, She's just kind of out there, you know, but she loves her family, but she's just not a free spirit. She's just really kind of just out, you know, just, yeah. kinda, you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, aloof, I guess. I guess that's the best way, maybe. Um, Judge Hirsch plays uh, Uncle Boris, probably about the only character I really liked in this movie. <laughs> Or at least really thought, you know, just added something that wasn't just kind of like a run-of-the-mill movie stereo, not stereotype, but just character that you're just like, okay, this person's there, this person's here. Oh, look at this character. This one's actually doing something different and interesting, and I'd rather watch more of him than these other characters. Also, he has the better lines, the more interesting lines, talking about movies and talking about different things. Yep, he comes in and does his thing and... Then dips on out, <laughs> comes in, does his thing, gets his Academy Award nomination, and dips on out, <laughs> as well as Golden Globe, too. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen also plays uh, Benny, uh, who is Bert Fableman, Paul Daniels' character, their best, his best friend, yeah. and that was actually living with him for a while, and then when they got the job at IBM, basically, Benny wasn't smart enough or good enough to go with him. Like, he's just not there yet yeah. as far as, like, where his talents lie. And so they'd moved to L.A. without him. He's still living there. and Yeah. So Sammy and the other 
and you know his sister and brother are at this new school and he's not fitting in well at all there are a lot of anti-semitic um kids that tease him um but sammy continue you know has a, develops his love for films and recreates or makes his own movies and then shows them and everything uh a, all the Movies that Sammy makes in the film are exact recreations of movies Steven Spielberg made growing up. Like, went to great lengths to get the get the shot almost exactly like the ones he made. Which to me seems like a, kind of big on the ego, but a bit, I don't yeah. know. I'm like, that's a bit much. Like, yeah. nobody's going to know... Nobody's going to know this other than you. That's why it happened, because he knows. <laughs> it's, for I mean, him. it's for him. It's for him. And that's all it is. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, oh, I read that, and I'll go, that's a bit much. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Anyways. It's a good movie, but it just kind of just, it's one of those movies that is just on, and it just goes, and it goes. There's like minor conflicts, but it's just a movie that just, it's just there. Like I, I think the text I sent you was the Fablemans, this year's okayest Oscar, you know, Academy Award nominated best picture. It's an okay film. I, I don't, I, quite yeah, it's an autobiography, but I don't. You can see his love for movies. The best scene in this movie was the last. And I told my mom, I told my mom this. I said the best scene in this movie was towards the end where he meets. Uh, John Ford, the director. That's the best scene in this movie. I learned more from that than anything else. And it's like the last five minutes of the movie. I'm like, why couldn't we have more of this and less of the other nonsense that went on? But it's not a bad movie. It's just it's just an okay movie. Like, oh, yeah, this is the thing that exists. It's done well. It's acted well. Yeah. But I wasn't wowed by it as far as it being an Academy Award nominated movie. It's just okay. Yeah. That's fine. Watch it'll be <laughs> hey, watch it be like Green Book and win. I'd be so mad. But it's and again it's not about it's just like if I were considering I watched Empire Light and the Fablemans almost within I saw it within the same day. Not back to back, but I saw it within the same day. By the way, you can rent the Fablemans on Redbox now. Um as well as on demand, but cheaper at Redbox. And I just found the story of Empire Light, the story about the characters in that movie, more interesting and enjoyable to watch. Plus, visually, I liked it better um, yeah. than I did Fablemans. Again, Fablemans is a fine movie. It's just I liked this one better. And that's those two movies. Um, this week coming out, we've got Cocaine Bear. York's really wanting to see it. I'm not sure if we're going, if I'm going to take him out, but he really wants to see it. Um, and then we have we have a ghost drops on Netflix, which looks fun. Yeah. So something for the kids to watch. David Harbour's in it. Is it? Not Marlon Wayans. Who is it? Forgot. Alrighty, but uh, that is also dropping this Friday. Oh, TV, real quick. 
I watched uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Did you ever watch the animated? Well, the animated, of course, the animated, the uh, cartoon show, The Proud Family, ever? Hmm. Not okay. Okay, I never watched it either, but Grayson started watching it, so of course I've now seen it. Mm-hmm. The animation style for those um, that have seen it or have kids that have watched it are very similar. This, uh, it's an animated uh, kids, you know, uh, it's a Marvel product based on the comic book about a girl that's really good with tech that lives on the Lower East Side of New York. And um, because she's very, very smart and great with tech, kind of like, you know, Iron Man, um, she, the power keeps going out in the Lower East Side. She can't figure out why. So she ends up, um, trying to run hypothesis and then ends up opening a portal, which then lets in this giant T-Rex basically. And it, uh, <clears throat> yeah, after 13 year old, uh, super genius Lunella accidentally brings a 10 ton T-Rex devil dinosaur into present day New York city via a time vortex. The duo works together to protect the city's lower east side from danger and she ends up making best friends with like the most popular kid who you know is always on social media she ends up rescuing her so then of course then they become they're like the both for the two of them it's the first real friend either one of them's ever had mm-hmm. so even they kind of so she helps moon girl with her or Winella with like her outfit and kind of getting the word out that she's there to help and then um like the first villain they face is somebody that's sucking all the power out. Yeah. But because Moon Girl knows science and is good with science, she's able to help figure out how to stop her from doing that. And they, they're like, it's really interesting because it's done. The first, there's twelve episodes, and the uh, the first episode's forty six minutes, but it's not like a straight forty six minutes. Imagine like. Your short animes that are like 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And then instead of just running the end credit, you know, theme and the end credits and then starting over with the main credits again, it's like it just shoots kind of like the logo with this little bit of music for like five seconds. And then, boom, you're off to the next segment. Yeah, it's not like an episode. It's just the next segment of the same story. But it's great because they've broken it up that way because kids have short attentions. So if you needed to stop take a break and come back and watch it later you will not have missed any of the story you can just be like hey this is a good stopping point if you need a break or you know if you have other things that uh you need to do this is great kind of stop okay or you know it'd be like for us when they would insert like a commercial yeah and then whenever you go watch it like on dvd and so there's commercials aren't there but they still had a kind of like a little blurb and then it comes away like a little yes yeah it's kind of like that, but stays on for like a couple of seconds. I really like this show. I've only watched the first episode, but I really like what, what they are doing with this. And I think it's great uh, that they chose this character, this Marvel character. Um, I'm curious. I would love to see this get somehow wind up like into the Spider-Verse somehow. Cause I mean, you can just change up the animation a little bit, but it's yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, obviously it takes place in New York because it's Marvel. 
Um, but yeah, it's done really well. I, I would definitely recommend this. Um, I started, I tried to watch Mia in the multiverse, which is also on, on a uh, Disney plus. However, that is only in Spanish. Oh, wow. It, original language is Portuguese, I guess, because I tried changing it and nope, it's not an option. English is not an option. You can get it subtitled. I'm like, uh, you're going to right now. No. Yeah. let's say right now I'm not going to do that, but I'll, I may do that another time. So, but it's cool. I mean, offer it up to, uh, to others that will enjoy it. So, but yeah, moon girl, devil dinosaur, Definitely, definite recommend. So, boom, boom. And that, my friend, is all I have. Yep, that's all I got. That's all I have. Yeah, that's all I got. Oh, so I did try to avoid a lot of trailers, but (laughs) got to the theater and, you know, was there early. Um, so I did see the Fast and Furious one. I don't know if that was the one they showed for Super Bowl. It might have been a shorter one because it felt like yeah. only like a minute and a half. Then fill all. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's still does show a lot, but from what I what I watched, which might not be the Super Bowl trailer, but what I watched, um, I don't think it gave a lot away since I didn't. You know, but you know, I'm going to watch it anyway. Um, yeah, of course. I did watch the. Flash trailer, but I finally watched. I got to see it in the theater also, mm-hmm. so I'm definitely seeing that. <laughs> right, um, right. And and even though I know people aren't really caring about Ezra Miller, I think he'll do. I think he'll be fine in this. I mean, out what you know, regardless of his outside stuff that he does. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like he'll probably do well. And like, well, why couldn't you just stay out of trouble? <laughs> type deal. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, what else did I see? Well, those are the two main ones. I think everything else I hadn't seen uh, wasn't really much worth talking about, but those are the two that I was kind of right. It was cool watching them in the theater, yeah, yeah. So, I, I forgot, I didn't even told you this one, this story yet. So, I went and saw this with a co worker, uh, or went and saw Ant Man with a co worker, mm-hmm. um, with one of our buddies, and I swear my our ticket said theater three. And so we went in there, we sat, we were just shooting the shit and waiting for the trailer to start and everything. And I'm looking at the time, and it's like 12-something, and like the stuff's just starting. I'm like, how's this just starting at 12? Like, the movie's supposed to start at 11.40. Right. And so I look at the, I go back, pull my tickets back up on the phone. Yeah, theater 13, not 3. Dang. I was like, oh, yeah, we're in the wrong theater, my dude. <laughs> so we got up, we got all the way down there. And the trailers had just stopped. Like the, I was like, "Oh, dude, perfect timing." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we said, "Yeah, it was funny." I was like, "All right, well." So I missed the trailers, but that's fine. Yeah. So I missed everything else as well. So. Yeah. Oh, if you do see, uh, Blood and Honey, uh-huh. it there's the only trailers or whatever is just like fathom, fathom event stuff. Yeah. The movie actually starts on time. Yeah. Because I'd originally thought about, well, I'll give it about 20 minutes and go in. But I said, no, I'm going to go ahead and sit. Yeah. And I'm glad I did because it, it was a 1030 show and it actually started at 1030. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. OK. I uh, think the next Fathom event I'm going to is Casablanca first weekend of March. OK. 
I've never seen that on the big screen. It is my all-time favorite movie. So I am over the moon excited about that. So and I've seen it more times than I can count, but I've never seen it on the big screen. And I'm, yeah, I even told, and I think everybody's even going to be here. I go, listen, I'm going to be doing this on Sunday at such and such time because mm-hmm. that is when it's playing and the only time it is playing. And I shall be there. If anybody wants to come join me, cool. If not, I'll be done in like two hours or less. Yeah. But I will be seeing this movie in theaters. <laughs> Just letting you know. Putting that foot down. Mm. You you all better be in the hospital. And even still, you all each have another. Your moms could be there and I'll be there eventually. Yeah. But no, I, it's just, <laughs> I, I really wanted to see this in theater. So I'm, um, yeah, so I'm very excited about Casablanca coming to theaters. So, and I think that's it, my friend. Good. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, for my good friend Patrick and myself, we hope everyone has an amazing week, and we will talk to you all next week with Cocaine Bear. Wow. Whatever. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.